are listening to Meet and Write, a podcast that dives into liturgical worship and how communion really begins after church. Well, welcome to part two of our subject on participation in God here on Meet and Write podcast. We're happy to have once again with us Father Daniel Ava Moses uh, here in Corpus Christi. So thank you again, Father, for your time. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm blessed to be here with you. So we kind of talked about this really big subject of participation in God and like sometimes, like to us, for a lot of us, maybe listening, it's kind of weird to hear participating in God because we usually think of God, some guy high in the sky, and we're just here, and we just go to church on Sunday. We just kind of crack open the Bible every once in a while just to get like a blessing from God or just to help us with this issue or whatever. But in reality, we are called, we are designed to, to participate with our Heavenly Father. And when we participate with Him, then we're able to gain some of His divine attributes that we can live and apply in our lives because we're designed for so much more than the way that we're living now, that we're designed to become one with him. So we talked a lot about that word participation and how so many of our church fathers throughout the centuries use that word of their relationship with God. They used it as a participation. And one way that they did and the one way we can is when we come celebrating the divine liturgy is how we can participate with him and become one with him. So we were throwing around the word participation a lot. But many of us, maybe we've heard different terms of maybe deification or theosis or these other words of us becoming like God or becoming one with God. So we just wanted to throw that out to you, Father. Are those the same thing? Like like we, we kind of hear all these like funny terms as far as becoming one with God. Are they all the same thing or not? Yeah, so that's a wonderful question. So um, when we were talking about participation, we went over what it is, but it's also important to go over some synonyms or other names that it might go by. Um, and that'll help us understand if we hear a, a sermon or a lecture about another topic, we'll understand that they are talking about participation. So some other words that uh, participation can go by uh, include deification, theopoiesis, and theosis. So that means becoming like God, or or it literally, the Greek literally means theo, God, and poiesis, creating. So it literally means creating a God. Now, obviously, this process uh, does not apply to the Holy Trinity. It applies to humans, um, and St. Athanasius actually says the same thing. He says, nor indeed is a made God conceivable. So when we talk about theopoiesis, which is a term that St. Athanasius uh, use the most, we're talking about us being formed into God or being like God. And this is also what is meant by theosis, which was used by St. Gregory and Enzienzus, and this is also what deification means. So I'll read two quotes and we can see that participation and deification or becoming a God, lowercase g, have a direct connection. So the first one is going to be from St. Athanasius, and the second one will be from St. Cyril. So St. Athanasius says, this is why, with regard to us, the holy man said, quote, Lord, who shall be likened unto you? End quote. And, quote, who among the gods is like unto you, O Lord? End quote. Meaning by gods, those who, while created, had yet become partakers of the word, as he himself said, quote, if he called them gods to whom the word of God came. End quote. But things which partake cannot be identical with or similar to that whereof they partake. And St. Cyril says, For many are sons by grace and gods and lords, 
both in heaven and in earth, as the divine uttering Paul also writes to us, yet they are so as participating with him who is so by nature and in imitation of him. So again, we see here that both the patristic fathers are pointing out that when you participate in God, this can cause a person to receive the title of being called God, but with a lowercase g. Um, And another point is uh, that when we are made a God, lowercase g, we are not made a God according to nature or substance, but we are made a God by participation and by grace. So St. Athanasius says, but if some have been called gods, they are not gods by nature, but by participation in the Son. And St. Cyril says, for we too were called gods according to grace, but the Son of God is not God in this way. Rather, he is God according to nature and truth. So yes, we're called gods, and even God himself called us gods, but we are not gods according to essence or substance or nature. We are gods through participation. And I mentioned that God himself is the one that calls us gods, so it's important to point out, or it's a, it's a very interesting thing to meditate on, that God wills to give us this honor of being called a god out of his love. So God loves us so much that he desires to give us this honor of calling us a god. So I'll read you a very nice quote um, by St. Cyril. It says, Indeed, we ourselves are crowned with such an appellation, since God says to us, quote, I said you are gods, and all of you sons of the Most High, end quote. For when the creator of all things made that part of creation which is intelligent and rational in accordance with his own image and likeness, in his goodness he also honored it with the title of God. It's very important. Listen to what St. Cyril says next. And there is nothing unreasonable in this. So it's not wrong to use this term God for ourselves because it's referring to the fact that God in his love has given us some of his attributes through participation. And another quote uh, by St. Cyril as well says, And it is not surprising that if we have obtained the name of offspring, God, in his loving kindness, wants to honor us, since he even uses the name gods to describe those who are, who are admittedly of the earth. Like, I, I love that point, like you mentioned, Father. Like, God loves us so much that he wants us to become like him and, and, and wants to call us a God, but like you mentioned in lowercase g. And, like, it's something so beautiful that he desires and yearns so much for us to become one with him. And this kind of, like, reminds me of, like, the liturgy. Like, if you look at the liturgy from a high level, we're entering church, and the very first thing that we're saying is the priest leading us in prayer, saying, have mercy on us. Like, we come from, from, from at the bottom, but at the end, we're ending the liturgy by saying the holies, which is the body and the blood, are for the holy, are for the people that are here that are holy, that are wanting to become one with God, people that are wanting to become deified and participate in him. So I, I love that. Absolutely. And if you also look, um, when God was creating us, there's a specific reason why um, he called us God or gods. 
uh, because we were created with greater glory than irrational creatures. So St. Cyril puts it very nicely. He says, Therefore, since that part of creation, which is intelligent and rational, was given a higher status by God than that which is not rational and intelligent, it appears to have been assigned the greater glory and gilded with the title of God. So God's also giving us this title because we were made in his image and likeness, having a rational mind, which is different from irrational creatures and beings. And you can also see, if you look at just what the actual term God means, so there's an actual interesting branch of um, studying words called etymology. So if you, it means looking at the, the meaning, the ancient root meaning of a word. So many of us, including myself, kind of have this vague understanding of what the term God means. So the term God actually has a meaning behind it. It's not just a name that we give to the supreme being. So the title God suited us uh, because of how God created us. So we read um, from St. Gregory of Nyssa. This is a quote from the Philokalia, Volume 4. He says, Likewise, the term God, Theos, we have taken from his providential and overseeing activity. So when you read that and you understand that, okay, the, the Greek word theos means providential or overseeing care, that makes sense why God called us gods with a lowercase g, because in the beginning, he set us over all creation and gave us dominion over it. Hence why he called us gods, because he set us to uh, oversee this creation that he had made. So some other names also for participation in God that people might hear would be knowing God or having a relationship with God. So St. Cyril has a very nice quote. He says, I think that knowledge in this passage does not refer simply to intellectual knowledge, but it stands for a relationship, either in terms of nature and kinship or in terms of participation in grace and honor. So in liturgy, I can always keep in my mind that the whole reason I'm here is I'm trying to grow in my relationship with God, my participation in God. He is giving me his attribute of love, and I am using that to love him back, to love myself, and to love his creation as well. And we also hear a lot about um, grace in the divine liturgy. So another um, term or saying that is synonymous with participation is receiving grace. So I'll let St. Athanasius make it clear to us. He says, Wherefore, he is very God, existing one in essence with the very Father, while other beings to whom he said, I said you are gods, had this grace from the Father only by participation of the Word through the Spirit. And St. Cyril of Alexandria says, He is not light by participation, that is, by grace. Nor does he have this dignity in himself as an accident. Light is not brought in like grace, but is an immutable and unchangeable good fruit of his uncreated nature that extends from the Father to the heir of his substance. So we can also refer to participation in God, or theosis, or theopoiesis, or deification as having a relationship with God or knowing God, or we can also refer to it as receiving divine grace from him, divine grace through which we are called gods and through which we receive some of God's divine and eternal attributes. No, I, I love this, Father, and 
and I know we're just throwing around these, you know, these terms and these quotes around left and right. So I just want to throw in that, you know, these quotes are gonna are on a PDF in the link in the episode. You can find it uh, either on SoundCloud or in the or in the episode itself. But what I wanted to say is like, you know, for us not to get too tied on to you know this term or that term, but for all these terms and all, everything we're talking about is pointing to a dynamic relationship of us participating with him. And that's the most important thing that like every day we're not just passively saying hi to God or passively just saying, you know, God, whatever, or just go to him in case of emergency kind of thing. But it's an active, dynamic relationship that am I actively pursuing him? Am I actively seeing him when I celebrate the liturgy? Am I actively seeing him in my relationships, in my hardships, in my marriage, in my friendships? Am I actively pursuing, participating with my heavenly father? Well, thank you so much, Father. We had a blast on on these past two episodes and the previous episodes we had with you. So thank you so much for your time. It's been a huge blessing to have you here on the Meet and Write podcast. Thank you so much. I'm very happy, and it was my blessing. You have been listening to Meet and Write. For more episodes and resources, make sure to check out CoptaKimsInEnglish.com.